0: Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, Hum by Verizon, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis.
1: Thanks, Alec Webb. Welcome, everyone, to MotorWeek podcast number 188. And around our... I never can figure out what... Size shape table. This is our keystone bent, sort of Bent, bent triangle. Bent, bent triangle like table de- here. Yeah, and uh, depressed
2: triangle. Is kind of almost sad. a Tesla.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> it's very like good. a floppy pizza yeah. slice. In Studio C at Motor Week headquarters. Let's start with Brian Robinson, our writer producer. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to be here. John. Oh, wow. So formal. Online content coordinator, <sighs> Greg Carlos. Here I am. Over the Edge reporter, Zach Muscal. Hello. And video producer and editor, Joe Ligo. Greetings, who is also the producer of the podcast. We have our normal slate of affairs, a lightning round, uh, a very common viewer question. Uh, That doesn't mean it's from a common viewer, but it's just a question we get a lot. But first, let's get to the cars. Okay, Uh, one of the biggest intros of the year, at least in volume, the 2019 Chevrolet Silverado full-size pickup truck. Greg, you had a chance to drive it. I think most of us have seen it. Sum it up for us. Uh,
3: Yeah, like you said, most people have seen it. And, um, you know, you get onto the internets and people are pretty much on one side or the other. It's a polarizing look, I think. Uh, You either love it or you hate it. Um, I think there's a lot going on in the front. But the good news is, is that you can kind of... Uh, manufacture how you want your Silverado to look. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of different styles within there. You have RST, Trail Boss, LT, all all the high country. There's a lot of different grill designs. Uh, But, yeah, I drove it out in Jackson Hole, um, which is in Wyoming, which is the most space I've ever seen. It's (laughs) literally – I stepped off the plane, and it was just an expanse of space. It was incredible. Um, The truck is – Crazy quiet on the inside, and I've said it about a million different GM products now. They've got sound deadening just down to a T. It's pretty incredible. I mean, whether you're we only drove the 5.3 and the 6.2. And regardless of which one you're in, it was just really quiet. Riding handling was good. uh, That's not exactly what everybody wants in a pickup. The big thing is towing features, and this thing has a ton of new towing features, not just for for seasoned professionals, but for really amateurs because they found that a lot of people – who get into a truck, they probably didn't tow very much before. There's a good chance that they don't even know how much their truck can tow and yeah. what it can do. So that's a big point of emphasis. They have cameras, sensors. They even have tutorials within the screen. that Does you can, it
1: have the automatic backing uh, system with the trailers?
3: I don't remember if it, because there was so many things thrown at me. I don't remember if they had the automatic backing, but they have like three different angles where you can look down and, and, and do it by you yourself. See. Okay. And you can see it. Um, but they do have... Uh, One thing for professionals and people who've done it before... Uh, you like to get out and check all your lights around the car or around the truck. And uh, normally you have to have two people in there, you know, hit the brake, hit this. Now you can actually have it go through a system, a set of lights get that out. it will turn on so you can get out. That's and good. And it will just go so, around.
4: So it does like a cycle where it tests each exactly. light and you just walk around yeah. the truck.
3: That's and cool. it's stuff like that that nobody's really thought about. And we have the capability. And they just said, well, why not make it, it probably easy capability?
4: It probably didn't cost them any money. It's probably just like a yeah. $2 well, piece clever. of software that just blinks yeah. every light.
1: Here's my question, though. I, When I saw the truck in Detroit, I was very impressed with all of the high technology the truck's got. I really think it just beats everybody else in the market. However, the majority of journalists got completely hung up on the new Ram 1500 and the big screen on the interior, and the Internet was almost instantly flooded with Chevy didn't miss the boat, uh, the Ram's going to eat its lunches, but the interior is so much nicer. You've now experienced both of them. You know, there is some possibility that Ram could actually outsell Silverado if it's not uh, a home run. What do you think? Do you think they went far enough in the things that maybe people that aren't into trucks, uh, you know, real heavily, like the casual-use buyer, uh, might expect?
3: I think they they did go far enough, and I think the people who are clamoring about more high-tech – are just looking at the big screen. That's all Ram. they were looking at. Yeah. It really is. Because there's a lot of substance in the Silverado, and I mentioned it in our first look at how it's – the screen is modest compared to the – Ram. directly right. compared to the Ram, but everything is clear. It's easy to use. I've already talked about all the towing features. I mean, there's a ton inside – you can nitpick GM with their choice of materials inside and the way things look, but it certainly is not ugly. I wouldn't call it low-tech by any means. It's comfortable. There's uh, there's extra rear uh, leg room in the back, which is great for me. Uh, so to answer your question, I think they have certainly gone far enough. They probably just didn't package it in as pretty of a package as maybe the Ram did. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know too many people that are first-time full-size pickup truck buyers. Does anybody know them to the point? Are are they looking at for something different than what the traditional pickup truck buyer bought? I mean, are they just looking at the visual, like I want to be part of this new club, or you know, any com- any comments? And now that you mention it, that's a good point. I can't think of
4: anybody who's on their first truck. Most, most of
1: people it. I know have had at least two or three. Right. Yeah, or they've graduated from a smaller but
4: truck. But I, I saw a story on the news the other night saying that people are even to the point now where they're trading in SUVs for pickup oh, trucks. Oh, sure. Like it's, they said the truck sales are just unstoppable. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the marketplace. Um, I think the Silverado is a technology uh, home run it, like you do. So. Go
3: ahead. Speaking on the technology, they also um, have updated engines. So they they still have active fuel management, which if you remember that – is it can run on four cylinder but it's cylinder. now been
1: upgraded it's a it, different system they have now. two
3: different systems yeah. now now it's dynamic fuel management which is just a whole different box of worms it's it's incredible what exactly is going on. They said it can actually run on two cylinders. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly going bank to bank like you're running V2 mode, but it's the way of the sequencing of the firing order and things like that. So anywhere between two and eight cylinders. And I drove it and I had no idea what how many cylinders I was running on.
1: You mentioned the front end. I thought it was terribly clever that they put those vents up front to actually channel brake air and reduce aerodynamics. To me, that was just very forward-thinking, but you know whether it really amounts to much fuel economy-wise.
5: Yeah, a lot of uh, new engines coming out too. Later, they got the turbo mm-hmm. four coming out yeah. and yeah. A
1: diesel uh, six-cylinder as well. Yeah, so it's, didn't get the
5: drive, this drive out of the beginning. Of
4: those. Yeah, now, I had one question before mm-hmm. we move on on the Trail Boss. I mean, how's that compared to the other off-road uh, specific models, Ram Rebel and and Ford Raptor? Where's
3: I, um, definitely you, I saw not, you
4: got some off-road yeah, action in. Uh,
3: yeah, it was a short course, um, kind of catered to what the truck can can do. It's definitely not in uh, Raptor territory, uh, but it's the same kind of concept as like the Rebel, where you you give it the off-road goodies, you make it look more aggressive, but it's not like full-on Raptor level. So yeah. definitely compare it to the Rebel, not so much the Raptor. It
5: seemed to me, just looking through the press stuff, it was your normal uh, LTZ off-road package but with uh, better tires and, like, two inches of lift. Yeah, and
3: it's a factory lift, which is a big deal for some truck people.
1: But, you know, given what they did with the Colorado, with that off-road package they've got, which I've completely forgotten the name of it now. ZR2, which which is a very serious truck. I guess they could possibly do that if they wanted to. Okay, let's move on to something totally different and uh, in some ways a throwback, the 2019 Ford Mustang Bullet. Zach, you're the guy that got behind the wheel
2: San Francisco. You,
1: you, you weren't around Shotgun. when the original Bullet made uh, motion picture history, but what did you not, think of the car?
2: I think the car is awesome. It's, it's very loud in sport mode and sport plus mode. And what the car is, is for those of you that don't know, the Bullet. you know, they, they came out in 2001, then 2008, and then now we have the, the third one.
1: This is the 50th anniversary of the Steve McQueen movie car
2: called bullet and it took place in san francisco there was a huge um car chase and it may not have been the first car chase but it was the first very big grandest cinematic thing that ever happened and you know the cars were flying through the um huge hills of san francisco i think one of the cars lost like 14 hubcaps in total in the uh in the whole chase but um that
1: was the charger i think
2: yeah so they made a huge deal out of it we were right next to the um the golden gate bridge is where we stayed and they you know played the entire entire um chase chase scene they had the gentleman that owns the original 68 fastback that was in the movie there and they also had the car there in san francisco right next to the new one so overall just very cool i mean we got numerous pieces of the history and where we are now and um now we have the car. So it's essentially a Mustang GT with the premium package with extra goodies. Uh, it's got a cue ball shift knob. Uh, it's very high revving. Like I said, I think it sounds great. It's got tons of grip. Third gear is the puller. Um, couldn't get enough of that. 480 horsepower, 5-liter V8, and the car's good.
1: Now they did the 12, the, the 08 car, oh eight oh nine. they made it over two model years, I guess. The OA car, when we had it in here, we commented that it was probably the most cohesive Mustang. Everything worked perfectly together that we had ever driven. Now, you weren't around uh, here in those days. But would you characterize this car as? More than just a trimmed out GT? Uh, I mean, did you find that it, they took a lot of extra care with it? I mean, I
2: personally had more fun in this car than I did either the Turbo or the GTs that we've had prior. Mm-hmm. And my dad owned a couple of these things growing up. And sure, I think it's the best Mustang I've been in. The Magnaride suspension is phenomenal. I mean, driving through the city, I was like very impressed mm-hmm. with the optional Magnaride. I mean, that is just so good. Um, and then, you know, you have, like, my mode where you can toggle all your steering and throttle and exhaust preferences along with the four different exhaust modes. So where we were, I mean, I woke up the, in the morning at, like, 5 in the morning to try to go out and get some nice sunrise shots. I didn't want to wake everybody up, so I threw it in the lowest exhaust setting. And then once I got out and got on the road, I instantly threw it in sport. So that's one of the cool – one of my favorite features. It's got auto rev matching – um, I might maybe like put a different clutch plate in for the clutch. That's just always been a a bother of mine with these things. If I had to really nitpick, but uh, you know, people are going to argue: is it worth the extra money? It's just a Mustang GT, and this and that. Well, you're you're still getting more than than. It's
1: all than retuned though. That. Everything has been retuned.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So no air under the tires, huh? Didn't put any, uh, get a little they
2: up. told us specifically the night before to not jump them when we were hanging out.
1: I bet that might did. have been my bad from
5: the last bullet intro in San Fran. We okay. shots. I had to look that up on YouTube.
2: Yeah, and they said, I mean, they already got the cops called on them the day before. So they were telling us, like, seriously, please don't get air. Because I know a couple of us were, were 100% going to try. So uh, it, was, it was surely a lot of fun driving so. around there, yeah.
1: Let's go on to another throwback, the uh, 2019 Nissan 370Z Nismo. I mean, this this particular generation of 370 or Z car has been around <laughs> for 10 look up. <laughs> years. 10 years with relatively little changes except uh, a little bit in the engine, a little bit in the trim. Again, a lot of you at this table were on, you know, the show staff when the uh, when this car was brand 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 new. What do you think? Did you think it's really long in the tooth? Why would Nissan put extra effort into the car at this time? What the do you ga-
4: think? The gauge cluster looks like it's from two
5: thousand nine.
3: Well, <laughs> it, th- There's it is. There's a lot that look, makes it look like it's from two
5: thousand nine. Um, I mean, it's still a fun car to drive. But I like, even so when too. it came out
3: it, it was old it
5: seemed old when it first came out, so it's uh that hasn't improved. But it's still just a simple back to basics, not electro- a lot of a lot of electronics uh fun to drive
1: car. I really enjoyed that and and I remember we wrote back in the day it said, you know, this was we thought drivers uh driver centric this was the best Z they had Probably done since the original,
4: right? I I went back and watched the road test from the the we did it at Roebling in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm. or something. And one of the lines in the test said, "We almost," it said, "We almost like it more." Than the GTR because it doesn't feel like it's all computer video game controlled, and it I definitely make
1: as much clinking noises too when you're around. Oh God, the yeah.
4: I, I definitely was- felt that driving it just on the street that it felt natural. You're kind of like, wow, the next Z will probably not feel like this. And,
1: and there was- is a new one coming, but I figure the reason that you know there are PR machines getting behind this car now is there's a new Toyota Supra coming, so you know they're, this this market's going to actually heat up a little bit this sports car sport coupe whatever you want to call it
4: but i I like the throwback feel of it it was the first z i'd driven and i really thoroughly enjoyed it but i definitely you can feel its age
3: it was my first z as well and it was everything because benny had been kind of talking up z's and i wanted to get in one it was everything i wanted it to be the seating position was great um clutch shifter feel was all the way i needed it to be um, I will admit to being a little bit off put by it. Like the, the initial presentation when you get in, considering what we've been driving in just the last few years, you're like, oh God, I, I, this, is, this is old. <laughs> but then you yeah. just start driving it and you forget about it. So you realize that's not the, what yeah, matters. It's the, the substance right. of the and car. The, the Nismo treatment that we had might be a little bit much on the outside for me. I probably wouldn't spec it like that. Uh, but yeah, for just the car to get out and drive, it's it doesn't get in this day and age. It doesn't get any more like visceral and just raw than probably the, the 370.
2: There's a bunch of people that came up to me at you know the gas stations or even at parking or uh, at red lights, just like oh, going nuts. And I'm just like, yeah, it's it's the Nismo. I
4: got a thumbs up from a C7 owner yeah
2: because <laughs> they know it's different i mean it's you don't you know, see a new a one every over, day. over the top or whatnot but everyone knows it's something special and i mean for me this was kind of one of those refreshing cars um like i mentioned here and there where it, it is just that raw feel and it does a good job of catching you with all the electric uh doodads on and then if you want to turn them off the car still has a lot of grip but you can kick it out if you want to have some fun in it and i think overall it's a it's a Really nice, just solid. um, Would I want to daily drive it? I don't know, but
1: probably not. (laughs) Yeah, my wife is um, exposed to a lot of cars like we all are. And sometimes when I bring home uh, a two door sports car, sport coupe, you know, she looks at it like, you know, here we are for another uncomfortable ride. She really got into it. She just loved it. She thought Mm -hmm. it was really, really cool. Brought back a lot of memories from when we used to own a couple of sports cars. Brian, did you? any comments? No, nothing to add. Did you Did you enjoy it? Did it Did it remind you how old it was? Or? I didn't even spend a whole lot of time in it, but
5: yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it doesn't feel that different than what it always has. No, it didn't.
4: I wanted, I wanted to ask, what was everybody's thoughts on the rev matching? Thing. that was the first
5: manual I drove I thought it
1: I thought it it worked really well
5: they were one of the first ones that had yeah, that, that when that car originally came out it was I was shocked that, that was it big had news, mind-blowing when it came out mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people have it now but I don't it still I don't
3: works care for it particularly like driving on the street but when you're driving on the track and you're trying to put down times it's there's <laughs> really nothing quicker uh, than unless you're amazing at heel towing and it was easy to I
1: mean one switch you could turn it off so you didn't have to have it
2: I wound up doing that because yeah. I was trying to heel toe with it even yeah. on public streets. Well, of course. And I like it.
1: Of course you were. I, I do like it going up when, you
2: know, you see the light turn yellow or something. If I'm in fourth, then I put it in third, let it go down, 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 and put it in second, and then I touch the brakes. Yeah. I always do my best to not touch the brakes, so...
1: Um. Just remember, a clutch plate is more expensive than a brake job. Yes, it is. All right. All right. Moving on, our lightning round. WRX might disagree with you as well. (laughs) Each panelist gets uh, 30 seconds to weigh in on a trending topic. And sometimes we worry about that. and Sometimes we don't. <laughs> well, guess what, folks? Here we are at the beginning of season 38 of Motor Weeks coming up very soon on your local public TV stations and also on Velocity. All right, let's go around the table. What are you most excited about as far as anything for this new season? Sub- uh, subjects you're going to cover? Cars you're going to drive? What what do you think's ahead for our 38th season, Brian? You let me guess. Start it's as with good as mine. I
5: really that's uh, a need to know basis. I don't even know what's coming up. Show so. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, schedules
3: under lock and key. Yeah,
5: cars come in, we test them, and I write about them, and we move on. But how about trends? I know we got a I know we got a Ferrari heading uh, coming soon. I live in GT2 RS trends. I'm sure it'll be the usual autonomous driving and EVs. Can't say I'm looking forward to either one of those. And that SUVs,
1: much.
5: but uh, yeah.
1: I'll ding you out early. Thank you. Joe, how about you? Uh,
5: This
4: might seem simple and not for all the enthusiasts out there, but the show gets a new look this season, new graphics. As a video editor, that's exciting to me to get a freshened look and uh, some some different kind of ways that we'll have the horsepower and numbers and stuff on screen. So it's always nice to tweak stuff and keep stuff looking fresh. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to, and hopefully the viewers at home will like it too.
1: Zach, you've got some interesting segments coming up, but anything really get you excited about either one you you're in process or think you're going to do
2: sure yeah I mean a couple of the car shows are just raw you know natural shows that you know I'm just pumped to be there in they're the first not place traditional. they're not now so I mean th- that'll definitely be something exciting um both for you guys to hear and see you know if you can't make it um luckily we get to travel all around and I think this season I'd be pretty amped if we got to Drive some of the cars we've been hearing about for a while that still
1: aren't here. There's a lot of stuff coming. Supra, I'm looking at you, Toyota. Mm-hmm. Greg,
3: anything else? Well, that was it. Supra
0: it was
1: a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about the that. Supra.
2: That was in, that's been in
3: my head since you yeah. mentioned. They, that, well, they've they've the Z, teased it as long as they yeah, teased well, the, the Z4 BRZ. should be coming out today or tomorrow in production form. Yeah, well, what, at Monterey a, week right now. Monterey
1: week. It's all. It's been announced. You know, one of the things that is creeping into our business. Uh, I mean, we all end up driving home an SUV almost three out of five nights, it seems, a week. And they are taking over the business. But there's something else happening, too, and that is they're increasingly being given some kind of a sporty nature, you know, tightening up the suspension, putting more electronic uh, driving aids on them. It, It tells me that somewhere... In the the uh, engineering halls of these companies, people still want to get some enjoyment out of driving. I don't know if it's a flash in the pan. I'm not sure most people will appreciate it. But at least when you get behind the wheel, you're not getting behind some big, dumb-feeling, you know, uh, uh, soccer, kid's soccer mobile. You know, I don't know. Well,
4: uh, yeah, I, I'm sport glad to see sport there's some, there's some SUVs.
1: progress there, and it's not just all trims, you know. So I think we've got an exciting year. There's a lot to cover. We really don't know what we're going to cover yet, except that if it's new uh, and it's out there and you can buy it, you'll see it on MotorWeek. And you can ding me on that if you like, Joe. Ding him, Joe. Viewer there questions. Okay. Um, and this isn't one from any one particular viewer. But we viewer. get it a lot. This is from the
3: collective.
1: Yes. Our viewers I... love cars for the most part. They think many of us have the best jobs in the world, and they want to know how they can become, A, an automotive journalist, and maybe, B, be one of us. So what advice, let's go around the table, would you give someone that wants to be an automotive writer or a journalist? Ryan?
5: Uh, huh. Start a blog and start talking about cars, and it won't be long. You'll get more
1: followers than us, and
5: the car companies
1: <laughs> will be sending you cars. If it only was that simple, everybody would do it. Joe, you're on the video end of things. I tell people
4: over and over again when I meet them at parties or whatever, it's like 70% of my job is not driving cars. It's other things that go into making a TV show. If you want to work on a TV show about cars, you have to be able to work in TV, whether that's editing video, shooting video, writing for video. A lot of our job is not just going out and, you know, racing around in cars a lot of it is actual work to put the show together
1: but what about video i mean almost every car site now and blog has a video element to it any uh suggestions on what makes a good car video and a bad one
4: uh i mean people want to hear the cars they want to hear the motors and revving and tire noise and all that stuff and uh, you know just a big part of it is is just trying to make the point to people that want to work in this field, that it's not always about driving and having fun. A lot of it is how can you convey all that to a viewer?
3: Uh, Storyteller. Or reading. Yeah. Storytelling. Right.
4: Story. So. Showing
3: and not telling. Yeah, I mean, um, like Brian said, you just got to put yourself out there. There's so many ways to be heard now between Twitter um, Instagram, and YouTube is a big one now. Um, but not to burst anybody's bubble, it's n- I, this. Job is more than it seems. It's not just driving cars and saying, I know how to drive. I can drive better than other people, so put me on television. It's really hard. We all write, and we all go on camera. And, it, and I can tell you it's so much harder than you think it is. And, you know, I, I would just say make sure when if you're serious about it, Write, 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 learn how to tell stories and learn how to to speak to somebody clearly and concisely. That's excellent
1: advice because people don't realize, but the written word, uh, at least for us and most people in this business, seriously, is still paramount over even pictures. What do you think?
2: Do something else. <laughs>
1: <Stay> <laughs> that could, the, the be, that could be
2: the soundest <laughs> advice we've given. Stay but... in school. Go work for IT or something. Buy your own 9-11. Have fun. (laughs)
1: Well, there's one in every group. Now, I got to tell you, Zach here is a career television kid. Uh, He came to us with a long list of television credentials. So um, it's a tough road to hoe. Uh, You're not going to get rich at it. But uh, (laughs) if you're successful, you'll have a a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, there's numerous different ways that you can take this stuff now, especially with YouTube around. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. You can
1: get into it a lot easier than we most of us go. Again, right? yeah.
2: just yeah. try to do something different. Um, give the people what they want to see.
3: The good news is it's possible. Like, again, back to Brian said, there are stories within our industry. We see them on every trip we go on. Mm-hmm. People who just started a blog and talking about cars that they had access to are now getting press cars. So it's not out of the question. Just you can even there do
5: a do road test of your Subaru and send it to us. And here no, you yeah, know. So you might end
3: up I remember here that. One day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I hope that answers the question that you probably didn't ask but you might have been wondering about. One more thing before we wrap up this uh, edition of our podcast. Uh, anything on anyone's mind? Any rant
3: and raves? I'll go for a rave this time. Okay. I'll uh, plug our long-term Honda Odyssey. Took it to Ocean City, Maryland this last week. Uh, it's about a three-hour drive from where I live. And I ended up just finding myself putting more and more stuff into it because <laughs> I just had the room. I said, well, I'll throw the golf clubs in. You never know when you got to go golfing. Sure, we'll get another case of water. So, yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed driving it. It's so easy to drive around, just around town. I mean, it's nimble. Um, It's actually pretty quick on the highway. I mean, you can really get up and pass people if you have to, and I like passing people. Um, Yeah, and there's just like a ton of storage spaces that you just find randomly. I've tweeted about it like three times now. There's one (laughs) specific storage space in the back. That can just fit everything. It'll fit like a football. It'll fit like a plant. Is it'll that like fit. one of the behind the roof. Yeah, like wheel Yeah, just
5: random. like milk jugs. You can, yeah.
3: yeah, you can fit a milk jug, like anything. So it's so useful. I, if I had one thing to gripe about, it's that our seats, the second row seats, are you have to pull them out. They can be kind of heavy, heavy, you know, in comparison to a Pacific. It, it, it lets started. you remind
1: you how old you're getting.
3: Yeah. Oh my God! So yeah. Kudos to our long-term Odyssey. I think uh, I'm probably not the only one who's been no. getting a lot of it's use been out
1: a of lot it. A lot of trips this summer in it. Well, that's a good place to end up. Our podcast number 188 here at MotorWeek Central. I want to thank Brian Robinson and Greg Carlos. Zach Maskell and Joe LIGO thank you for watching Motorweek for watching our podcast and our listening to us and going online and following us on social media all of those things uh, be sure to catch us on your local public television station and also weekly on velocity if you can't find us shame on you but go to motorweek.org pull down the uh, tab at the top and you'll see listings for everywhere that we show up every week for all of us at Motorweek thanks very much for being a- a part of us and we'll see and talk to you soon
0: you've been listening to the podcast of MotorWeek television's original automotive magazine MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com WeatherTech Hum by Verizon RockAuto.com and State Farm for additional information on podcasts videos and showtimes visit our website at MotorWeek.org and watch MotorWeek television's longest-running automotive magazine series each week on your local PBS station.